Hello and welcome to the first Talking Heads News and Voicemail Edition. How you doing, Evan? Great. I'm in the bunker here in New Hampshire at an undisclosed location. In New Hampshire? I thought you lived in Boston. I've moved to an undisclosed location. Okay. All right. Staying safe from the virus, I assume. I am very safe. Uh, Social isolating is what I guess they call it. Yeah, well, you often live a socially isolated life, so this should be a pretty normal This is the introvert's dream. (laughs) So so, uh, today we're going to do something new. Instead of having a guest, which we'll continue to do uh, in other episodes, but today we're going to go over uh, news. And we have uh, special news and voicemail, I'm calling it. Um, And uh, this is related to the uh, Insider Report on TalkingPoints.com. The Insider Report recaps the previous month's news, and so this is February's news. And, of course, you can subscribe to that, both personal and enterprise editions on TalkingPoints.com. So, Evan, you, you took a look at the, uh, at the February report, didn't you? Yeah, you know, this is it, baby. Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and Talking Points. Those are my three <laughs> news sources. Yeah, you kind of listened to them in the wrong order, but I understand. I think that, I think that's I think that's pretty accurate. I think that's pretty good. Um, let's, let's, I don't want to go through the whole report. Obviously, it's way too in depth for a podcast, but uh, we could go certainly go through some of the top stories. Um, the first one uh, is Avaya Engage that took place early in January. Did, were you there? Yes, and it was the coldest Phoenix I think on record. So unfortunately, I didn't escape to the sun, but it meant I was inside learning about the latest and greatest. Uh, of I initiatives, and I was I was impressed. They they've got a lot on the radar. They have a lot going on there, and it was a, uh, a pretty big event for Avaya. Avaya engaged. They have several engages throughout the year. The North American one is the big one, and uh, this one was the first one for some of the key new managers, including Anthony Bartolo and CMO uh, CMO uh, Simon Harrison, were there, and uh, I thought it was a pretty good event. They they got to unveil the. Uh, Avaya uh, Cloud Office, which is uh, powered by Ring Central, and they talked a lot about uh, multi-experience. Well, I've I've um, still trying to understand what multi-experience is. I mean, I like experiences, I like multiple experiences, but I'm still a little confused. So, I just learned what omnichannel is from you about a year ago. So now I have to learn a new buzzword. I mean, what's the difference here? Well, that's a great question. And you know what? I have a voicemail here uh, from Steve Forkram who is the, uh, a Navaya technologist and evangelist, and he addresses that exact question in this voicemail. Let's check it out. So the difference between omni-channel and multi-experience really lies in the fact that omni-channel traditionally has been seen as a contact center solution, you know, letting your customers talk on whatever channel they want to. Multi-experience is so much more than that. It focuses in on the customer touch points, Sometimes those are before the sale. Sometimes those are after the sale. Sometimes they're not related to the contact center. And then it also focuses in on blending your frontline staff, so your contact center agents, with your back office experts. And that doesn't typically happen via an omni-channel-based solution. You're talking about blending together UC and CC. And then finally, it's taking the tools and making the agent experience better. So that way they actually enjoy their job and they deliver better service. You can't get that simply by adding channels to your contact center. That's the best way to describe the difference between the two. 
There, does that clarif- clarify things for you, Evan? Well, I, I, I did actually learn a lot from that voicemail, but could he send a fax? Maybe that would be another way for him to <laughs> hey, get just, the word out. I, 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 these guys are returning my voicemails. Don't give them a hard time. All right, uh, all right. Well, I, 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 I loathe voicemail, but you know what? It, it, the content was right on. And, you know, in this age of uh, digital e-commerce, you know, it's all about touching the customer. And so it, I get it. It's kind of like the next the next level, the next level up from uh, Omnichannel. I think we'll be hearing a lot more about multi-experience from the contact center space in general. Uh, the next story in the in the report had to do with the Cisco Collaboration Analyst Summit. And this was a uh, fairly significant event. Uh, so much has changed already in, in March about this February event. But... But uh, another event I don't get invited to. And what, what am I, chop liver here? I need who do I need to talk to to go to some of these events? Oh, don't 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 feel bad. There, there must have been you know like forty people there. But 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 uh, no, the the uh, it was an interesting event because because uh, um, we don't hear a lot from the Cisco collaboration leadership team other than these analyst events, and um, and and so the whole team came together. It was about three days. It was actually a uh, filled event, uh, and and they, they kept us busy from literally like seven a.m. to uh, like ten p.m. at night. Um, fire hose of content going through their entire portfolio. They had an extra bonus day for the contact center, and um, uh, it was really interesting to see hear a lot about the contact center because they revealed that that is their number one priority at Cisco Collaboration. Wow, who would have thought? Uh, it seems like it's been a bit of a well-kept secret over there for, for some time over at Cisco. Yeah, I think they're planning, uh, you know, they've already announced the WebEx Contact Center for Enterprise, and I think they're going to have some other announcements coming up. But actually, they had other announcements besides the, the Contact Center coming up. Uh, they also have some interesting hardware stuff coming out soon, too, that is very intriguing. But uh, the Contact Center stuff is really interesting, and... Uh, uh, that's some of the newest management because that's being uh, run by Omar, who uh, was uh, recently uh, he was heading Voicea, uh, recent acquisition of Cisco. Well, new management, a refresh or an update is always one idea to drive things forward. Maybe even talking points one day might need a new manager to really take it to the next level. We are we are looking for someone to run talking points. <laughs> um, so, uh, did you have any questions on on uh, on Cisco? So I understand the contact center is, is now a priority at Cisco, and they, they've even made a couple of acquisitions, Cloud Cherry, if I recall, and Voicea. Yep. yep. Um, but, but Cloud Cherry is a voice of the customer business. What, what, you know, what is it doing in the contact center now? Oh, that's a great question. I had that exact same question. I left a, a voicemail for uh, the founder of Cloud, Cloud Cherry, uh, Vinod uh, Muthu uh, Krishnan, I think I got that right. Uh, he was the CEO and co-founder of CloudShare, and he's now the uh, chief growth officer at uh, Cisco Collaboration. And he actually called you back? Wow. That's, of course I'm impressed. he called me back. Oh, okay. Oh. You're, you're kind of a big deal. I'm sorry. I let, let, me, let me play the voicemail here. The reason the CloudShare offer, experience management, is part of the contact center offer is because we genuinely believe that the contact center is the single largest investment any company makes towards customer experience. Big investment. Be it in terms of infrastructure, people, technology, or process. So it only made sense that you brought the worlds of experience management and customer care together to create the modern contact center. Now, experience management is also available standalone and in conjunction with the contact center platform. So you can use it in whichever sequence that you want to use it 
depending on the requirements of your business. See, so they're still offering the cloud sharing service standalone. So, uh, so I, I guess customers of Avaya's multi-experience solutions or other contact center solutions can still use that cloud sharing uh, uh, voice of the customer. Well, I, I just like the name. I, I think we need to keep the name. We need more fruit and cloud combinations. <laughs> I'm thinking of it, Bla- is, it is a good name. I'm I, thinking I, BlackBerry. I, I think... You know, we're keeping that alive in the cloud. Um, maybe a watermelon cloud. No, I'm, I, I'm I'm very happy with it. That watermelon is. cloud. I don't know about watermelon. That may not work, but uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. That we should have more fruit in general in our technology. You know, Apple was a big success. Of you course, argue with that. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Let's go down here. This report. Uh, other big news: the Surface Hub Two from Microsoft. Microsoft reconsidered that processor upgrade. I I thought that processor upgrade was a brilliant idea, because screens, displays last longer than computers. So the idea of having a modular computer made this made the built-in all-in-one a, a much longer-term investment. But Microsoft, I guess, I, I don't know, maybe it's built-in obsolescence, whatever. They reconsidered that whole idea. So I thought that was a shame. So you don't have a Surface Hub 2 on, on order. You're, you're not getting the giant uh, uh, hub. You know, it was really strange because they announced the Surface Hub 2 like you know a year and a half in advance. And now, and now of course, they're changing what they announced. And so... No, I I, uh, I don't have one on order. See, no. I, I I told you Microsoft should have sticked with software. This whole hardware thing was just too much. Oh, that's that's coming up later in this report, actually. But uh, okay, so let's see. Uh, next story here: Logitech. Uh, you know, Logitech has been making a lot of announcements in the last two months. Uh, they've uh, last in February they partnered up with uh, Crestron. Uh, they partnered up with uh, Lenovo, and the month before that they did. Uh, they did Barco, and and the month before that, or a few months before that, they did Alvacore. They're making a lot of uh, alliances in the channel. But they also are a mouse company, are they? Are they not, or is, is it like mouse US? and keyboards? Actually, I have a Logitech mouse and keyboard. I love the new MX mouse and keyboard, by the way. Uh, I need to check it. Check out a, a Logitech keyboard. I, I think uh, it's kind of strange because Logitech is, you know, in addition to mouse and keyboard, basically uh, USB peripherals. And it's strange that uh, they're attracting some really high-end, sophisticated partnerships in the market with their USB peripherals. And so I reached out to uh, Simon Dudley at Logitech to uh, see if I can get a better understanding of, of what's going on here. And he left me a voicemail. I can't believe he called you back. The simple answer to that is this isn't your mom and dad's USB device. It's a simple answer. The, uh, the world of USB has become much more sophisticated. So partners like Crestron recognize that. Uh, so Logitech Solutions are now part of much bigger, much more sophisticated Crestron Solutions. Uh, for USB devices plugging into Barco, for example, then that makes their ClickShare conference solution work much, much more effectively, giving people bring your own meeting environments. They call it BYOM. And for people like uh, Lenovo and many others in the PC space, then it gives us the opportunity to build really interesting solutions for clients, which, sure, are based around USB solutions, but give them scaling, manageable, low price, easy to deploy solutions. Well, I love British accents. You know what I mean? It sounds really good, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, Simon, Simon's great. He, he's a long-time uh, video, uh, video file. Yeah, it's, it's actually amazing how the room space, the video room space, is um, all these collisions are going on. Because so you've got companies like Barco, which has been in the high-end displays, Crestrons, which has been in the uh, you know, smart rooms and controls. 
you've you've got uh, content sharing uh, with uh, Barco Click ClickShare, and of course you've got video conferencing, and all these spaces are colliding into one. And so uh, uh, Logitech is kind of uh, well positioned to benefit from all this uh, all this change. Well, every room is now a video room, including my bedroom where I am now, and I, I mean that in a positive way, not in the <laughs> way you're thinking. But uh, exciting times for video. Uh, all right. Well, let's go. Let's go. Let's see what else we got here. Um, uh, another big announcement was uh, Poly Lens. Did you see the Poly Lens announcement in February? That was actually at the. You IS- mean Polycom? I'm sorry. I, 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 I keep calling them Polycom, and I just can't break. No, that it is. I, it I is a tough habit. That. In fact, uh, I've noticed a few people on Poly when I go to their Twitter or LinkedIn profiles. They still have Polycom, so they even they can't break the, the habit. But did you notice that? Did you hear about the uh, PolyLens announcement? Now, this is an actual physical lens. I mean, do you have to build your own camera, or does Poly you, actually? You know, you would th- you would think that because Poly does, of course, make lenses and make cameras. But uh, no, PolyLens is actually a software-based solution. And I thought it was pretty strange that a uh, camera company uh, would create a new software product called Lens. So I reached out to uh, Chris Thorson, Senior Director of Solutions Marketing at Poly, and uh, I got a voicemail back from him. As you know, Poly is really more than just a camera company. Of course, we make headsets, we make conference phones, we make video conferencing devices and cameras, and we also make desk phones. So we have a range of products that we offer. So what Lens is all about from a, is, is two things. First, from a management perspective, uh, we want to be able to manage each and every one of those devices to make sure you're on the latest and greatest software, make sure you can do feature changes, implement the features, and track for each of those different devices. The second thing that Lens does is all about insights. So what I mean by insights is being able to take the data and do something with it. And together, management and insights really makes up Lens so that you can take a closer look inside your business. And, and that's why we came up with the name of Lens. So hopefully that answers your question there. It does indeed. <laughs> Actually, if they can pull that off, it's a it's a pretty good story because uh, you know they make so many different devices, and if they can create a a cloud based uh, management software for the entire portfolio, that would be uh, imp- an impressive trick. Video is a mess. Someone needs to help organize and manage it. I agree. Video and headsets. Other news uh, at Poly, in fact, Bob is back. Bob, you know, uh, Joe Burden stepped down, and uh, Bob Haggerty, who used to be the CEO of Polycom, is now the CEO again, or or for the first time, depending how you define it, uh, of Poly. Enterprise communications is like the mob. You know, once you're in, you don't get out. You just sort of stay, stay in. Did Did you see the uh, TalkDesk uh, Twenty for Twenty in news? No, I did not. So. So TalkDesk has announced uh, that they're going to make 20 major announcements in 2020. And so they've started their clock, and in February they, they announced the first four of these 20 announcements. And I don't know, I kind of had a negative reaction to that because I thought that uh, in the cloud, the era of cloud, I thought we were in the era of uh, continuous innovation, and so I thought 20 was a little, a little self-limiting. 20 for 200 How, how's that i think we'll <laughs> 200 for we'll 20 you mean uh but but yeah they, they whatever uh, whatever whatever yeah yeah but uh they they announced their first four they didn't announce any in january but they announced four in um in uh in february predictive dialer proactive notifications capability business transformation services 
and a virtual agent, uh, which is their new chatbot technology. But well, 16 to go. 16, 16 to go. Uh, and there hasn't been anything in the first week yet of uh, March. So they're probably saving everything for Enterprise. Club. What happens if they end in August? No more announcements for the rest of the year? Uh, this I, is a very well, confusing you know, I, they're, they're pushing this 20 for 20. And so I, I don't know what happens if they do 21. I think that we could, we have to say they're, we can't trust them anymore. Let's see. Uh, in the Unified Communications section, I think the biggest news was probably... Uh, Atos and um, Ring Central made a partnership. That that was a surprising because uh, Atos, of course, acquired Unify a few years back, and so they have a pretty comprehensive UCAS uh, or UC solution. But now they've partnered up with Ring Central as well. Did you see that? I did not. That that's interesting. I mean, uh, Ring Central's on a tear. They are partnering with everyone to grow their market share. Yeah, it's hard to say who this is a bigger story for. Is it is it uh, Ring Central or, or Atos? But but it actually kind of makes a lot of sense to me because Atos is really more of an SI, and SIs uh, are never loyal to one thing, right? They always you know so they have their own technology, which is really strong in the uh, in the premises based solutions, and uh, now they're partnering up with Ring Central to do uh, a leaning UCAS solution, very similar to what uh, Via did. Uh, Ring Central, you know, for the Ring Central, it makes the third notch in their belt because they've also got a big partnership with AT and T, and so Ring Central is really breaking out of the pack there. Maybe uh, Atos needs a twenty there. for twenty strategy because I haven't heard anything from them in quite some time. And, and I think Ring Central needs uh, how many how many major partners are going to announce in twenty twenty? Maybe it'll be twenty as well. So uh, yeah, a lot a lot going on in that space. I think I think that's really interesting that that uh, uh, Atos did that in the. Uh, in the messaging space, we saw that uh, Microsoft Teams has a new leader, and uh, Jeff. Tucker, of course, because it's Monday. Uh, you no, know, they haven't been that unstable. But, uh, but oh, okay. But I, I, do, I have to say, and I wrote a post on this a while back that uh, I don't think Teams is really the success that Microsoft pretends it to be, and you know they they don't have a lot of penetration in the Office 365 base yet. And they've lost, uh, you know, they've they changed all their leadership again. So I, I think uh, I'm actually a little concerned about this change because now now uh, Teams is kind of right there alongside SharePoint, which everyone loves SharePoint. And it, and it was kind of its own star on its own. Well, I did see that Teams usage has gone up by 500% since the whole uh, coronavirus uh, panic. Yes, that and is so, true. But who knows from what starting starting point that is coming from. Yeah, that, that, that's one of the things that makes Teams hard to compare because Teams does include video conferencing. And, and what you're referring to with coronavirus, of course, is a general spike in uh, video and re- video conferencing and remote work across all the platforms. All the platforms are seeing a big spike. And, uh, and so when you compare Teams against something like a Slack, which Slack doesn't have, uh, as robust of a video conferencing solution, then then um, uh, it makes it a harder comparison, uh, and that's that'll. Well, let, let's hope we don't see any more outages or crashes. So we're all working from home now, and all of a sudden our collaboration tools go down. That would be uh, uh, fun. Yeah, right? That would be, and uh, and it's not just the enterprise uh, uh, work from home apps that are taking off too. Uh, all the consumer apps, Facebook Messenger. Uh, WhatsApp have also seen pretty big increases in, in uh, because of coronavirus, but in February, WhatsApp reported uh, what was it two billion users. That's uh, that's a huge number. Uh, and about two years ago, uh, what I write here, two years ago, they only had 1.5 billion. So uh, they've been growing steadily, and um, and and keep in mind that WhatsApp is free and has no ads. And it's owned by Facebook, which very few people seem to re- remember. But 
Yeah, that's the important point is WhatsApp is not a monopoly. Uh, they have Facebook Messenger and Instagram to, to compete with, which are, of course, are all owned by Facebook. Uh, let's see, a few more stories here. Um, oh, so I already mentioned it, the Windows Plus Devices story. Uh, so Microsoft did a fairly significant reorganization, and um, uh, they combined Windows and Devices, which is hardware, uh, uh, under one group. Uh, and... Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Do you have any thoughts on that? You know, having spent 20 years in corporate America, uh, to me, uh, reorgs are just par for the course. And, you know, they'll continue with the next uh, whatever quarter, year. There'll be another one that will even be better. So I, I really don't know what to read uh, if you're an outsider into these reorgs. Yeah, I, I actually, I think this one's more significant. Um, for, for years, it was all about hardware. That was the IBM era. Uh, then it became all about software. That was the Microsoft first era. And, you know, Apple was so successful with the uh, iPhone and iPod and even the I iPad that they really showed that there's a strong power in hardware and software. And I think that memo is being, uh, being observed. Well, I'm a big fan of the new Microsoft and a big fan of Satya Nadella and what he's done. So I, I'm wishing them success. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. It'll also be interesting for the partners because the partners, of course, don't, you know, people, companies like Lenovo, they're probably not too excited about the hardware and software coming closer together, which might push them out. But it'll, I think it's an appropriate move, nonetheless. I think it's good. Well, I'm just waiting for my dual screen Windows device coming out in uh, sometime this year. That's my next big purchase. It, it should be a quite a quite a fascinating product. In the uh, other news section, along with that one, or Reorg, was uh, I've, I've been noticing, I don't know if you've been noticing this, but I've been noticing a lot of layoffs. It's probably going to get worse in March because the markets are going crazy in March. But in February, I just casually have no noticed, and I don't even track layoffs, but I casually have noticed 3M, CenturyLink, Chevron, Cisco, Comcast, Deere & Company, Edmunds, Google, HSBC, Intel, Netflix, Kohl's, L.L. Bean, Lyft, Oracle, Sam's Club, VMware, and Wayfair all announced uh, layoffs. That seemed like a bit of a pattern to me. Well, uh, you know, there's going to be winners and losers, particularly in the current with the current crash that's pending. But I think Cra don't say crash. Don't say crash. Okay. Have you seen it's the news today? But in any case, <laughs> uh, I, I think that. There are quite a few winners in the collaboration space, as we've seen, at least from stock prices. And uh, I think our space of collaboration, remote work, uh, there will be quite a few who, uh, sadly enough, will be reinvigorated through all these changes. So the uh, the last story I think we'll cover in this report is uh, Five9 uh, acquired Virtual Observer, which is a uh, workflow company, workflow, workforce optimization company, or workforce engagement management, depending on, on your, your perspective of these terms. I wrote a separate blog post on this, uh, on Talking Points. I didn't understand this acquisition at all. It made no sense. Why would Five9, which is a up-and-coming, uh, fast-growing fast company, acquire a WEM technology, which to me is kind of a uh, yesterday's news type of story. But the more I thought about it, as I took people through in my uh, blog post, uh, the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. And I actually think it was a, uh, actually a really smart move uh, by the time I finished thinking about it. Well, there's some smart leadership there. So I think they're a little smarter than you or I. 
to be frank. Well, let's not get carried away. I mean, I mean, <laughs> maybe smarter than you, but but seriously, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, actually, I, I think that whole space. I think I think we're going to see a lot of uh, whim investment and and uh, particularly from the CCAS companies. We already saw in March that uh, Genesis made an acquisition too. Uh, I think all the I think uh, the important thing there is that just like we saw with conferencing in UC, that when UC turned into UCAS, conferencing became part of the core service. That I think that as CC or contact center turns into contact center as a service, that more adjacent services like workforce optimization becomes a core service. And, I, and so I, I expect to be a lot of investment there. And I also expect a lot of uh, problems for companies that don't get acquired. I think it's going to be a, a, a collapsing market as the market moves towards CCAS. Uh, that's about it. I, at the end of every report, I include a bunch of uh, of good of uh, recommended reads or, or posts around the internet. This one had 11 good reads. I think the one that was kind of most interesting, particularly for March, is that uh, working remotely is indeed effective, according to some uh, Gallup research. Uh, that covers the February Insider Report. The the uh, this report is published uh, every month. It's usually the first week of every month. Uh, re, uh, focusing on the events of last month. Uh, it is You can subscribe to it on uh, TalkingPoints.com. There's a personal subscription, which is not very expensive, and an enterprise subscription, which has downloadable content that can be shared within the organization. Can I can I get it faxed to, my, to me directly? or it, I have been faxing it to you. You, you, you don't get uh, it. Okay, the fax machine was out of paper, yeah. I'm afraid. All right. Well, that wraps up this uh, this Talking Heads. We'll be back uh, soon with a uh, with a, back to our interviews, and we'll try to do these uh, news and voicemails on a uh, on a monthly basis as well. Great. Well, I have to go. There's a DoorDash and a Comcast and an Amazon guy at my door. You want some information? Some kind of conversation? Bye.